0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm on a new series. I know you guys were loving the series of Jesus is coming back. Amen. But I'm telling you, in the last days, you know, uh, uh, some will be departing from the faith, but that's not us. Amen. And so I felt really led, really, really inspired by God to minister on the Holy Spirit. Now, now a lot of times the Lord just gives me, you know, gives me carte blanche on what to minister on, you know, whatever I feel led. But I felt really strongly to lead on the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so we need to talk about the Holy Spirit uh, today. Uh, we, as Christians... Uh, Normally, we focus and I, I minister messages on the Father God. Amen. And it's easy for us to relate to the Father God because we all have fathers in here. We understand the fatherhood of God. We understand, you know, the Lord's Prayer. You know, it's, you know, it's Father God. And then it's easy to praise Jesus, isn't it? It's easy to give Jesus glory. He's our Savior. He's our soon coming King. He's our judge, glory to God. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah, hallelujah. He's the bright morning star, the lily of the valley, amen. The rose of Sharon, glory to God. He's the lily in our valley, amen. And so so it's easy to preach on Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, amen. The bread that comes down from heaven, amen. And uh, it's easy to preach on Jesus. But a lot of times you don't hear too many messages on the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit um, um, is God, He's the, the third person of the Trinity of God, we just don't really think about the Holy Spirit too often. And we think about the Father, we think about Jesus, but we don't really hardly ever think about, I don't know if that's you, but that's me at times. I'm not really focused on the Holy Spirit. Sometimes uh, we we relegate the Holy Spirit as like a, a power. Come on, bring in the power or or a force. But the Holy Spirit's more than just a power or a force. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. And and a person uh, is is really uh, how do how you decipher a person is really that 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 person has. A soul. Somebody say you can decipher what a, a person is if they're living, but a tree lives. Amen. But a person has a soul. And, and so, uh, you know, we as people, we're, we're kind of like triune beings. Can I, can I preach to you today? We're made in the image of God. We, we are a spirit. We, we live in a body and we possess a soul. And we know that God is a spirit. We know that Jesus is the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So you can say Jesus is the body. And you can say that the Holy Spirit is the mind, the will, and the emotions of God. Amen? And so this is really interesting. So we got to get a revelation. Look at your neighbor and say, get a revelation that the Holy Spirit is a person. So the, the, the soul is broken down again. In three parts: our mind, our will, and our emotions. With the mind, we think. Amen. With uh, the the mind, the will. With our will, we desire, and with you know we feel, and then with our uh, the mind, the will, and the oh, with the mind with the will. Excuse me. With the will, we desire, and with the, with the uh, mind, will, and emotions, and the emotions we feel. So we think. We want, we feel. Is that how it goes? We think, we want, we feel. And so I really believe that in this series, if we allow the Holy Spirit, amen, am I preaching to anybody today, to live through us, he can affect our mind, he can affect our desires, and he can uh, affect our will. Do you believe that? And I don't know about you, but I want God affecting all, all my entire soul. The Bible says the only way we prosper in God, I'm preaching to somebody today, is that our soul prospers. Amen. I'm preaching to somebody today. So your mind's going to have to prosper. Amen? Your, 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 your will and, and, and your emotions are going to have to prosper in God. Glory to God. So as believers, God wants us to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will help us. He's our helper. And he will help us to be conformed. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I make mistakes. Anybody make mistakes in here? Anybody make mistakes? How many people like to make less mistakes? That's my question. I want to make less mistakes. I don't want to make more mistakes. And I don't want to make bad calls. I want to make good calls. Am, are you here what I'm saying today? Hey, how are we going to do that? We have to learn to walk in the Holy Spirit. And I believe we can walk in the Holy Spirit where we can walk into a point where we're making less mistakes and we're having more wins and less losses in our life. How many people want more wins? I like what it says in Romans 8, 29. It says, From whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So, so here in Romans, Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You could say the Bible is a Holy Spirit book. Amen. Why? Because the Bible, that men wrote it inspired by the Holy Spirit. Am I preaching to anybody today? So you can say that the the Bible is a Holy Spirit book. The word of God is impregnated with the power and the presence of God. Amen. And so I love this for he says, "For, for whom he foreknew, talking about us, he also predestined, talking about us, to be conformed to the image of his son. You are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus that we might become the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. Now, let's look at some scriptures that, that reveal the fact that God has a mind, a will, and emotions. In Matthew 12, and, uh, verse 18, it says, Behold, my servant, whom I've chosen, this is the Father speaking, my beloved, whom my soul is well pleased I will put my spirit upon him, talking about putting the spirit on Jesus, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. So we see here that, that God, God's soul can be pleased. We see here Jesus speaking in Matthew twenty six thirty eight. 38. It says, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. So we see here, this was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was being taken in uh, to, to, in custody. And so his soul was in agony. He, because Jesus is not only 100% God, he's 100% man. And so because of that, he feels the same thing that we feel at times. Oh man, that's good news. That's why, he, that's why he's touched, the Bible says. With the feelings of our infirmities,, yes. amen, we have a great high priest, hallelujah. and what and Jesus went through torment so that we don't have to glory to God. Amen. and at times we're going to be in a process we're going to deal with some stressful days, but hopefully through this these messy series, your, your stressful days are become, will become less and less. Amen? And in Hebrews ten thirty eight, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul, notice that, has no pleasure in him. So here, we see here, this is the Holy Spirit. He's saying that the that, that, that Holy Spirit uh, uh, is not pleased if we're backing off the things of God, I'm going to say this. There are some people in the last days that are backing off the things of God, but not us. How many people are, are pressing in to see the fullness of God in your lives? This faith walk is a life that we have to keep pressing in to the things of God. If you're not pressing in, you're going backwards. Say I'm pressing in. So my focus today uh, in ministering about the Holy Spirit is to talk about the Holy Spirit as being a soul, a mind, and the will and the emotions. The Holy Spirit has a mind. I like what it says in Isaiah 55 verse eight. It says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways," says the Lord. So we know that the Holy Spirit thinks; he, he has thoughts. Glory to God and and hopefully that the holy spirit thoughts will permeate our thoughts. Amen. You know we, we don't always think like God but we need to start thinking like God. Amen. See you have what you call the flesh and the flesh is the unrenewed mind that thinks contrary to God's word. And so the holy spirit will help us think right. I remember I got angry I got angry with an older person in Christ and and the word came to me and said, walk in love towards your elders. And, you know, it just kind of came to me and I was and I was thinking negative. I said, that's right. I need to walk in love towards my elders. Amen. Glory to God. So if I'm older than you. OK, we'll continue. Uh, walk in love towards pastor. Amen. And uh, but, but if you're older than me, I'll walk in love towards you. Amen. And so, and, so, and so I like what it says in Philippians 2.5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we want to have the mind of Christ. You know, the world measures uh, IQ by, uh, our, our IQ, it, it measures our intelligence by an IQ test. Anybody ever taken an IQ test? Oh, we got one person in here. The rest of you are geniuses, (laughs) two people, taking an IQ test. And I'm not too sure what the genius level on an IQ test is. Does anybody know what the genius level is? I think it's over 150, I believe. 120 and above. Thank you very much. But do you know that the Holy Spirit doesn't have an IQ? And you might say, well, that's almost blasphemy, Pastor. Why? Because IQ means intelligent quotient, which means it's a way to measure intelligence. And, and the Holy Spirit is all-knowing. Amen. Amen. He has all I and no Q. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all intelligence. Yes. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying to you today, we live in the greatest time in history where we can access the God through the Holy Spirit and 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 the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say this: He's unlimited, and the unlimited one. I'm preaching to somebody today. Lives in you. Mm, I'm preaching. There was a movie called Unlimited. I don't know if you have ever seen that movie. It was about a man taking a pill and it unlocked his potential of his brain. Some say that we only use ten percent of our brain, and some of us don't even don't even use one percent. <laughs> Amen. I'm preaching, and. Um, and and so and so if you can unlock, Amen. <laughs> I'm preaching to somebody today, Amen. But you know it's not it's not your intelligence; it's your attitude that determines your altitude. So your attitude is more more important than how smart you are. If you start thinking you're too smart, then you're really too dumb for God to use you. I'm preaching to somebody today, Amen. That wasn't in my notes. I just added that. Amen. The Holy Spirit gave that to me. Glory to God. So we gotta, we got to get, in other words, I like what one person would say to me, smarten up. Have you ever heard that, smarten up? What does that mean? Get, get, get right with God. Smarten up, amen? In other words, stop going the wrong way and start going the right way. So we have the unlimited uh, one living on the inside of us, and you can't measure the intelligence. In other words, God can give you ideas He can show you ways to do things. He can make your life easy. Am I preaching to anybody today? And if you learn to walk with God, your life will become a little bit easier. Amen. I'm preaching. And so I I, I don't want this life to be hard. It should not be hard in Christ. It shouldn't be, you know, my, my Bible say if you if you're walking this life in Christ and you're having a hard time, you, then you're not doing it right. Because my Bible says his yoke is easy. Oh, I'm preaching. And his burdens are heavy. His burdens are light. So our, our walk in Christ should be easy. Our burdens are light. We shouldn't be, having, we shouldn't be weighed down in this life. We shouldn't be ready to jump off a cliff, glory to God, unless, unless we're going to jump to fly. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so here, we, we, I, hopefully in this series I'll teach you how you can be so connected with God that every step and decision you make will be led by the Holy Spirit and bring you into a victorious life that Jesus promised us that we could walk in. I call it the abundant life. Anybody walking in it? Anybody walking in the abundant life? I'm telling you, that's, that's what we need to be walking in every day of life. Nothing broken, nothing missing, total shalom in our lives. But you say, I got some problems. You stay in this series and you're going to be getting out of your problems. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Can I preach to somebody today? So sometimes as Christians, we relegate the Holy Spirit as a force or a power instead of a person. But we must recognize the Holy Spirit is a person, not just a power or an unseen force. We pray and we ask God for more power. God, give us more power, but we need to be praying, God, make us more sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Don't we do that, Lord? Just give me more power. Well, if you're not doing anything, if you're not witnessing or doing anything for the Lord, why should He give you more? I'm preaching to somebody today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Why should He give you more power? That that power is for you to do something with it to help somebody. Glory to God. Not to make yourself look all big and great. Amen. Give me the power. Rain down the power. I'm going to say something. You already got the power resident on the inside of you. You just need to release the power. I want to say this to you. We need to realize that the Holy Spirit desires to fellowship with us. Do you believe that? He desires to fellowship. Glory to God. And the Holy Spirit, in 2 Corinthians, it says this, in, in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, this is Paul, he's given a salutation, and he's saying, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Notice in this scripture, it says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit This is what you would call a trinity scripture. This means that God is one in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. Amen. And so here, I like what it says here. It says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is our grace. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I love about the love of God. The Abba Father, He's a loving Heavenly Father, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and tender mercies. Glory to God. And But I love this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy, it says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So what is that saying? That's saying the Holy Spirit's not just in us uh, to, to be a spiritual hitchhiker, per se. He's in us. So that we can fellowship, hey, I'm preaching to somebody today, with the Father. You know, you know, you need to learn to start fellowshipping with the Lord. My question is, are you spending time fellowshipping with Him? Are you getting to know the Lord? Or has He turned into just some kind of five-step pattern on how to get your prayers answered? Has He became a formula? Is God a formula to you or is he familiar to you? Uh, Are you building your relationship with God? Are you spending time with him? Am I preaching to somebody today? I hope you are. Glory to God. The Bible says here, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Glory to God. So, 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 so what the, 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 uh, the, the, what it's saying is, it, it, we're, we're the subject of this, you draw near to God. It's not saying God draws near to you, then you draw near to Him. No, you draw near to God, and He draws near to you. I like what it says in Acts 16, uh, 6, talking about the will of the Holy Spirit. Now, when they had gone through Panthagia, the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit To preach the word in Asia. This is talking about Paul. Paul was on his missionary journey. We've been ministering on Wednesdays uh, in the book of Acts about these journeys that Paul was on. And Paul, through his mind, thought, I'm going to go to this city. And as he started moving towards the city, the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. I'm going to say this, that sometimes we might have ideas of what to do, even good ideas, what to do for God, uh, but what we need to do is we, we, if we don't start moving, God can't direct us. Amen. So as we move on an idea, then God can start directing how we go. Glory to God. And so Paul thought, I'm going to just go to this city and preach. And the Holy Spirit said no and forbade him to go, which that tells me that the Holy Spirit has a will. It's the will of the Father. So not everything that we think of that we want to do, God is in it. I'm preaching to somebody today. Sometimes we think God's in this thing. God's in, you don't know, well, maybe he might not be in it. It may look good, but all things that look good may not be God. All things that glitter may not be gold. All things that are supernatural might not be the Holy Spirit. And I'm preaching to somebody today. And so, and so we need to understand this, that, that the Holy Spirit has a will. Uh, the Holy Spirit's job is to always lead us into success. Is that right? Do you think the Holy Spirit wants to lead you into defeat? Do you think the Holy Spirit wants you to lose? Do you think the Holy Spirit wants you making mistakes? No, the Holy Spirit always leads us into success. How many people want to be successful out here? In other words, that you're bearing fruit in everything that you do. In other words, it's working. Don't you love it when it's working? You got a diet. You just lost 10 pounds. It's working. Glory to God. You're working out and people are saying, wow, you're looking good. It's working. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't you like when things work? I love it. I don't like when things don't work. Sometimes I start question, when things aren't working, is God in it? Now, sometimes, sometimes things may seem like they're not working and God is still in it. Amen. It may look like God may not be in something, but he might be smack in the middle of it. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It may not look like it, but we don't go by sight. We go by faith. So, so even though it may not look like God's moving, he's moving. Do you believe that today? And so, 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 so the Holy Spirit's job is to always lead us into success. And so we need to be ready to, to walk with the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit, it was the most important things you can learn in this life. Later in the chapter, Paul got a green light in preaching in Macedonia through a vision. It, it's called the Macedonian Call. And so, because Paul tried to go to another city, and the Holy Spirit said, don't go there. Why would the Holy Spirit tell Paul not to preach in a city when when God wants everybody saved? Because some people aren't ready to hear it. And we can be preaching and casting our pearls before swine. In other words, we can be preaching, and sometimes you can preach and push somebody further from the gospel. I'm preaching. Why? Because they're not ready to hear it. They, they, they're stiff-arming God. Am I preaching to anybody today? Have you ever been in a place where somebody tried to preach to you and you just wanted to tell them, get out of your face? Have you ever been there? Because you weren't ready to receive. You were still in pride in, in, in living your life for yourself and you didn't want anything to change your life. Is that what people are at? They know they're happy with where they're at in their sin. But I'm going to say this sin is only pleasurable for a season. And then at the end, it ends in death. There is pleasure to sin, but it's only for a season. Are you hear what I'm saying today? If it wasn't pleasure in sin, none of us would be drawn to it at times. Is that true? Why because the, the devil is always saying, "Here's some candy, come get the candy but 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 there's a there's a tiger ready to to eat you up behind that candy there's a viper that will sting you at the end. oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today, and so we got to get a revelation of that uh that that, that God wants us witnessing and ministering, but it's by the leading of the Holy Spirit and he will always bring us into success. You know, one of the the biggest questions that lots of people ask uh, when they're new in their faith is, what is the will of God for me? Have you ever been, uh, when you got saved, did you ever ask that question, what is God's will for me? What does God want me to do? Well, first of all, there's, there's two categories of God's will. Number one, there's the written word of God. I remember one preacher was praying, God, speak to me, speak to me, and show me what to do. And the Holy Spirit finally spoke to him and said, uh, he, uh, said to him, you know, uh, I've already spoken to you in my word. Do what I've said in my word, and then if there's anything else for me to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you. In other words, the word of God, the general word of God, that's a category. That's we follow God's will by the general word of God. What am I what do I mean by that? Well, I mean this, that that you could say uh, the general word of God is do not forsake the assembly of yourself with other believers as the day draws near. So that scripture says that we're supposed to be coming to church. But then, you know, you could get a wrong spirit. that says you don't have to go to church today. You worked way too hard this week. Just sleep in, you know, and you got and, may, and then you can say, well, maybe that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Well, the Holy Spirit won't go against God's word. I'm preaching. In other words, the Holy Spirit will always prompt you to do what the word tells you to do. I'm preaching. It? So for you to say, well, maybe the Holy Spirit told me to stay home today. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. No, it's the flesh. Somebody say flesh. It's the flesh that wants to, to, to control you or keep you from getting more from God. Then you have, you know, you got two categories of God's will. Number one, the general will of God. And number two, the specific will of God. And so the specific will of God, basically, the general will of God may, may tell you about marriage and tell you how to live uh, with a wife and, and, and all that. But, but it doesn't tell you who to marry. You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit who to marry? Am I preaching to you today? or in other words in in, in the big decisions of our life, the Holy Spirit wants to direct us amen and I remember with, remember my my story with with yen I was dating her and we were going out and and uh and the Holy Spirit revealed to me. You know, it was like a deja vu type thing. Uh, it was like uh, when I was with her, I was at the Strawberry Festival. And she was looking at some dresses in one of these little places that sell dresses over there. And the Holy Spirit, you know, it was like, I was, it was like time changed. And it was like I was, I've already been with her all my life. It was the Holy Spirit revealing to me that Yin was supposed to be my wife. I couldn't find it in the scripture. You know, I couldn't find it in the scripture, you know, just do that one and flip the, the pages and bam, Mary. Is that who I'm supposed to marry is Mary? You know, you know, you can't you can't always do that in the scriptures. Open that Bible and just throw your finger in there and hope that God's will will be displayed to you. Now, God can work in, in many ways, but you got to be very careful doing that. Why? Because it could it could say, you know, um, uh, uh, you could put your finger in the Bible and it says, and Judas went and hung himself. He said, oh man, that's a bad one. And then you go flip again and, and you put your finger in the Bible, go and do likewise. You know, so when you're flipping through the Bible to try to find the will of God, you got to be very careful because you don't want to hit the wrong scriptures. You know, <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying to you, to you today? Amen. And so, and so that's, that's not a, the most mature way Of seeking the will of God. Amen? And so we got to get a revelation of that. And um, so the Holy Spirit will always lead us uh, into the big areas of of our life. I like to say this when we're walking the Holy Spirit, He will always bring us into the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in the right way. Am I preaching to to somebody today? He, He will always bring us in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. In the right way. That's called God's perfect will. One of my prayers that I just started praying, and I really believe if you get anything out of this message today, that you'll focus on what I'm just about ready to say. So wake up. It says here, one of my, my, my things, I just started praying. I pray a lot, but I started asking God to order my steps. I, in the morning, I would say, Lord, order my Steps. And since I've been praying that prayer, my days have been getting easier. The Holy Spirit's been showing me how to make things easy, uh, how to do things better, uh, how to get some things done. Uh, it's amazing because what is the devil trying to do? He's trying to mess up our days. So if you, if you ask God to order your day You're going to make wiser choices through the day. So I'm going to to encourage you to say, to, to pray this prayer every morning. Lord, order my steps. That means you're giving him permission. I'm preaching to somebody today. You're giving him permission to lead you and guide you into all truth. See, most of us, we just get out there and we start doing our own thing. And then we, like, and we don't think about it and we, we have our list of things to do and, or we just go by our own thoughts. But if we allow God to lead us. I had one of the most productive days last week when I asked God to order my steps and he just started showing me what to do. Things that I needed to get done that, I hadn't, done, that I hadn't gotten done in a while. I got it all knocked out on, on, on one day last week. I mean, and he just showed me how to do this and this, this. I said, wow, wow, wow. God wants to wow you. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. Or, or, do you believe that? He, he wants you to like, wow, man. And God will make you look smart. Amen. You, can be, you may not be too smart in the natural, but God can make you smart. Amen. I'm a perfect example of that. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So God can make you look smart. He can, he can make you look like you got it all going on. When you're being led by His Spirit and you do the right things and people say, man, how are you doing it? The Holy Spirit, glory to God. You start giving God praise. You start giving Him glory. You don't say, because I'm so smart, I figured it out. You don't, don't we say that at times? Oh, I, I, I've got it figured out. You better, better be, be careful about saying, I got it all figured out. No, you better be careful about that because you're about ready to fall, glory to God. You're going to realize, I, maybe I don't have it all figured out. The the day that you believe you got to figure it out is the day you start messing up. I'm preaching. Have you ever said, I I, I got this, God. Uh, You don't got it (laughs) unless God has you. Can can anybody relate to what I'm saying today? I see some smiles out here. Amen. Amen. And so we always see Jesus never said, I got this, God. He always gave praise and glory to the Father. He says, God got got, got this. If you got a problem coming your way, you don't say, I got this. You can say, God, here's the problem. You got it. Glory to God. You got a bill coming your way. Lord, here's the bill. Especially if you serve the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. And so so you got to understand this that that we got to get the pride out of pursuing God. We can't be prideful Christians. Pursuing God is a walk of humility. Am I preaching to anybody today? And we got to be humble in serving God. We live in, again, the greatest time in history. In the Old Testament, they had, they had kings and priests and prophets and judges. And these people were led by the Holy Spirit to speak to the people. But thank God, even Moses, he didn't have to have a prophet to speak to him. The Bible says that God spoke to Moses face to face. I would say that Moses was pretty special to God. But how much more special are we when God speaks to us from the inside? How much more special? Yes, Moses was special, but God, but, but, but we, we are special because we have the living God living on the inside of us, revealing truth to us whenever we need it. Glory to God. And so we need, to, we need to continue to develop our time with God. I like what it says in, in Romans 8, 14. It says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Amen. See, listen, if you're going to be a son of God, and ladies, you can be sons of God, glory to God. Like I always say, if I can be the bride of Christ, ladies can be the sons of God, amen? Uh, so if, you, if you're going to be... Consider a Son of God. you got to be led by the Holy Spirit and not your flesh. Am I preaching to somebody today? Let's look at another scripture because God wants to speak to us and He wants to speak through us. And, and this is powerful because it says here in Acts two seventeen and 18, I love this, because God really wants to pour His Spirit out on each one of us. And it says here, And it shall come to pass in the last days, somebody say last days, God uh, says, God, that I will pour out my spirit on some flesh, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. And my men servants and my ma- maid servants, I will pour out my spirit on those days and they shall prophesy. What does it say? It's the Holy Spirit that's moving through people in the last days. To speak words of encouragement, words of comfort, words of exhortation. Why? Because we need it. Amen. And so God can, if he's speaking to us, we, we have the ability to hear from God. Yeah. I've spoken things out and given prophecies, and it wasn't just for you, it was for me too. Amen? Yeah. It's just not for you it's for, it's for each one of us. God has brought us into a place where we can walk with Him. I like what it says in Hebrews 8, 10, 11. It says, For this covenant that I will make with you in the house of Israel, after those days, says Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. When I got saved, talking about God's laws in our hearts, I got saved, but I never heard a message that my body was bought by Jesus and, I, and my body belongs to the Lord. And I was dating a young lady and we were doing things that we weren't supposed to be doing. And I got saved. And I knew instinctively, without being taught, that I was supposed to cut that, that part of my relationship off. How did I know that? Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what's wrong and what's right. I'm preaching. My wife got saved and she got saved and she went to a club. And this never happened to her before. When she, after she got saved and she went to a club, now she wasn't a drinker. She was more of a driver. Amen. She would drive the people. She didn't like to drink. And she was a watcher. She just liked to watch people in the club. She didn't like to participate. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But anyway, we continue. And so she went into the club and she said it, she could feel the evil. Yeah. She could sense the evil in the club. She could sense that God; it was not Godly, and she felt super uncomfortable. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying today? About being in the club. Why? She, she didn't have to have a teaching about what's right and wrong. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to us, what's right and wrong. And as long as we keep walking right, amen, with the Holy Spirit, we will walk in that peace and the joy that he promises us to walk in. And it says here that, that he says my laws and their minds. And so when I, when I got saved, I got water baptized. Let me just finish the story. I got out of there and I went straight to my girlfriend's house. She lives with her parents at the time. I was 20. And she, uh, and she, um, she, she answered her door and I said, I said to her, I just got saved. And she thought I just lost my mind. My hair was all wet. I just came out of that water baptism. And I I said, I just got saved. My eyes were wild. (laughs) And she said, you just got what? She didn't know what that term means. And, you know, and I I thought we got to do different things different with our relationship. Amen. And so it says here, none of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me, the least of them to the greatest of them. I love this. Because we serve a God that's not religious, we serve a personal God. See, that's what makes Christianity different than all these other religions. All these other religions are based on rules, based on doing systems, but Christianity's based on fellowship, it's based on a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We're not just following a bunch of rules hopefully we're making it to heaven. No, we follow the Lord Jesus Christ and he brings us to heaven. Isn't that great news? We serve a personal God. So 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 sometimes as as ministers, we, we sometimes as people, we believe ministers have the corner of the market on relationship with God. Sometimes what we do is as Christians, we tend to watch our favorite ministers and we live our life vicariously through them. What we do is we like we put them on a pedestal and everything they say we say that's great. Uh, amen. And we let them be our relationship for God. Instead of us developing our Instead of us developing our relationship, we have our handful of preachers that we like to listen to, but but you know what God wants to speak to you personally. Sometimes I I will have people come up for prayer prayer, and they and they will and they'll come up and say, uh, do you have a word for me from the Lord? And I say, yes, I have a word for you. Thousands of words right here. And so they would ask if you have a word. I understand what they're saying because they're they're trying to seek some direction. They're trying to seek some guidance. And I remember uh, hearing one minister that the person said, if you get a word from, from the Lord for me, please let me know. And, and the minister went in his prayer time and said, Lord, do you have a word for this guy? And the Lord says, yes, tell him I have a personal word for him. <laughs> Go tell him that I have a personal word that I want to tell him himself. <laughs> in other words, God doesn't want just, yes, God can speak th- through me to you. And he does that in preaching. But He wants to speak to you personally. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so He wants to speak to us. Number three, God has emotions. He has feelings, glory to God. Amen. He, he's a feeling God. I know we don't like to talk about feelings, but God gets happy. Amen. Jesus gets excited. And uh, God gets happy. I like in Galatians 5, to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, talking about really... Uh, uh, God's uh, emotional state. He is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the attributes of the Holy Spirit, and these are the attributes we're supposed to be walking in. So, so we're supposed to be walking in the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, in patience, and gentleness, and self-control. And as we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit... We, as we learn to abide, see, you don't have to force yourself to walk in it. As you abide in the vine, you will start walking in joy. You will start walking in peace. You will start walking in love. As you abide in Him, you don't have to force yourself and smile to try to make it happen. No, you're going to have a natural smile about you. You're going to have a natural joy about you. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? The Spirit of God can manifest joy through us like He did this morning. Yeah. Glory to God. He can manifest that. But on the contrary, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. In Ephesians 4.30, He says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. So th- this passage says that the Holy Spirit can be pleased. And he can be grieved. In Ephesians 4.25, it says this. This is what grieves him. It says, Therefore put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. So this is telling me that when we lie, when we're not speaking the truth, when we're doing thing, the wrong things, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And he goes on to say, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What is good, and say edification, that it may give grace to the hearers. And then he goes on and says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. So he's saying here that these things can grieve the Holy Spirit. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, you don't lose your relationship with God, but you can break your fellowship with him. Am I preaching to anybody today? You can lose that sense of fellowship. You can lose that sense of his presence being on you. You can lose that sense. I don't want to ever lose the presence of God on my life. I gotta have God's presence. I, I, I don't want to trade anything for God's peace. I don't want to trade anything for God's joy. I, yes, there's a lot of glitz and glimmer, and glitz and glimmer in the world, but I'm not gonna trade anything for God. The devil will try to tempt us to, 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 to receive something over what God has for you. And I'm telling you, what we have to do is we have to understand that, that God has feelings. Amen. And we can walk in those same feelings as we please God. God has a will. And his will sometimes contradicts our will. No, oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. See, we have will. We, we're made in the image of God. And we have a will, glory to God. And, and, and so and sometimes our will is not exactly lined up to God's will. Have you ever been there? Have you ever knew that God wanted you to do something and you didn't want to do it? And you knew that he wanted you to, to forgive that person? Or call that person and try to make amends because you, you're, you, you've been hurt. And you know you gotta, you got to let it go and let God. And you know and, and, you gotta, gotta, and God's trying to move on your heart to let some things go. Glory to God. Why? Because it's going to hurt us. Why? Because God's always for our success. And so, so he's going to move on our hearts. And sometimes our will doesn't want to do that. But we got to get in line with God's will. And, you know, not all the time that I've always wanted to, to, to do God's will, especially in the early days. And I remember when I was in Ramah, you know my story. I, I never wanted to be a pastor. And uh, I, wanted, I thought that God was calling me to be an evangelist. And I remember that, that uh, and I was going to stay in Oklahoma. I bought a house there. I was ready to stay there. And then the Lord started moving on my heart to go help Pastor Joe that founded this church. And he said, Go help Pastor Joe. And I said, Get behind me, Satan. Uh, when I heard this, because I was thinking, Could this be God? Well, it's funny when it's not your will, you could always question it. And then God started confirming things through other people that I'm supposed to go back to Virginia Beach. And I'm in a prayer meeting, and I'm praying, Glory to God. And, uh, and, and, and this, this girl that doesn't even know me is like five or six people. And she said, uh, she said, you must go back. And I'm thinking, and I feel the, the anointing on me. You ever when God's talking to you, you feel this grace, this anointing on you, like. Whoa. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like it goes. It's like I'm speaking to you. You, you, has anybody ever experienced that? If you haven't, you better get saved. And so, I mean, I had that. Woo, and it was like God was speaking. to You must go back. If you don't go back, many will die. And I was like, oh, man, because I was vacillating. I don't want to do the will of God. I want to stay here. I've got my convertible. I got my house. I don't have my wife yet. I'm single, ready to mingle. And um, and you must go back or. Or people will die. Many people will die. And I was like, and, and the Holy Spirit was, he was pleading. Will the Holy Spirit plead with you? Will the Holy Spirit plead? Plead with you to do something. Why? Because he knows we have a will. And he, and he knows it's, for, it's really for our best. And the Holy Spirit pleaded. And then the next thing she did, I guess she was a singer. She broke out in a song. And the song was, was this, you may have heard it. It says, just say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When the Spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be, yes, Lord, yes. How was that? Should I join the team? <laughs> Amen. So, 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 so that, that was a song that came out, and I was like, yes, God, I'm going, I'm going back. You know, I mean, my heart, the Holy Spirit touched my heart. And see, when the Holy Spirit starts touching your heart, glory to God, you can't help but do what He wants you to do. Amen. When the Holy Spirit starts touching your heart, you say, yes, Lord, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just said to the Lord, yes. I said, Lord, I'm going back. And the Lord opened all the doors for me to come back here. Got me a job with more money. All the doors were open. I could give you the stories. It was amazing how God did it. Uh, I had a renter came in, rented my house. I had positive cash flow. If you know anything about leasing homes, uh, God set me up for the blessing. And I didn't know my blessing was here with you and with Yen, meeting Yin in 2007 my blessing was in Virginia Beach. And wherever God calls you, your blessing's where he calls you. Amen. I'm going to say this. It may not look like much where you go to, but stick in there. Stay in there because God has something great. God has something amazing. You just don't give up in well-doing. If you faint not, you will receive the promise. So what is God's will for each one of us? His will is to make us feel the way he feels. And how does he feel? His heart is broken over lost humanity. God's heart is broken over the lost. And he wants us affecting this lost world through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to live through our lives, we'll be agents of change in this dark, ruthless world that we live in. And God wants us to be agents of change. He wants the Holy Spirit to be so much in us that wherever we go, we cause the light to go before us and it will dispel all darkness around us and people will be drawn in to the love of God. And so, as we, and so we see this. That's the key. As, as we... Uh, as we Understand that that, that God thinks, he feels, he wants. As we get close to God, his desires will become our desires. And then when his desires becomes our desires, we'll walk in the fullness of the blessing. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. I thank you, Father God, that, that we're not just only a word church, we're a Holy Spirit church. And I thank you, Lord God, that we do, we put an emphasis on the word of God, but we also believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Father God, that you are doing something amazing in this church and that you're causing it to go higher in you. Perhaps you're here today. Maybe you need to make a decision for Christ. Maybe you're watching online And your will is not aligned with God's will. Well, you can align your will up to God's will by submitting to God, by resisting the devil and and, and asking Jesus to come into your life. So if you're ready to move forward in God, just pray this prayer and meet in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.